Kripalika here. This podcast is on lymphomas. It derived from an outstanding chapter on lymphadenopathy and lymphoid malignancies authored by Dr. Makiko Ben Hoffman and uh, Jonathan W. Friedberg, MD, both faculty hemoncologists at University of Rochester Medical Center. Dr. Makiko Ben Hoffen is clinical assistant professor of medicine. She received an undergraduate degree from Cornell University and a medical degree from the University of Rochester School of Medicine, where she later served as chief resident. Dr. Jonathan W. Friedberg, MD, is professor of medicine and director of the James P. Wilmot Cancer Center, University of Rochester. He's a member of the lymphoma committee in in the Southwest Oncology Group and serves as principal investigator on many local and national lymphoma treatment protocols for both Hodgkin lymphoma and non-Hodgkin lymphoma. He is an attending physician at Strong Memorial Hospital on the hematological malignancies and blood and marrow transplant service. He received his medical degree from Harvard Medical School and his postgraduate training included internship and residency at Mass General Hospital. He completed his medical oncology and hematology fellowship at the Dana Farber Cancer Care in Boston. This chapter is derived from Baliga's textbook on internal medicine, available at www.mastermedfacts.com. Non-Hodgkin lymphoma. Treatment recommendations are highly dependent on the histologic type of disease. Therefore, a thorough and expert review of the pathologic specimen from an excisional biopsy is Imperative prior to initiating staging and treatment. Multiple classification schemes have been used for these diseases. Example working formulation, revised European American, that is real classification, REAL, and the World Health Organization, WHO classification. The non Hodgkin lymphomas are often classified within the context of the clinical behavior of disease, that is, indolent, aggressive, and highly aggressive. Indolent, usually incurable non-Hodgkin lymphomas. The median age of indolent non-Hodgkin lymphoma at presentation is 50 to 60 years. Histologic types include follicular lymphoma, grades 1, 2, and 3A. Marginal zone, chronic lymphocytic leukemia and or small lymphocytic lymphoma, hairy cell leukemia, and Wallenstein macroglobulinemia. More than 80% of these lymphomas are diagnosed at an advanced stage. Despite the advanced stage of the disease, most patients are not symptomatic and the disease often behaves in an indolent manner that it stays stable in size for long periods, slowly increase in size or decrease in size. The natural history of the disease is typically long with median survivals exceeding 10 years in recent studies. One, initial observation. Some patients with indolent non-Hodgkin lymphoma can be observed without treatment. This is not only because the treatment may lessen the quality of life, but also because the disease is slow growing, may not produce symptoms for some time, may spontaneously regress and is incurable. Studies have indicated there is no difference in the survival of patients who receive immediate treatment compared to those who are just observed. Second option is radiation therapy. 
At times, only a single side of the disease may cause symptoms. In these instances, local radiation may be appropriate to palliate symptoms. Long-term local control of disease is frequently possible with this approach. With patients enjoying long disease-free intervals, median of close to 10 years, and long overall survival, median of approximately 17 years. However, in most instances, the disease is widespread and there is no curative treatment. Option 3, rituximab. When the patient with indolent non-Hodgkin's lymphoma becomes symptomatic from the disease, systemic therapy is initiated. Examples of these situations include emergence of symptoms, increased pace of disease, compromised blood counts, a vital organ at risk, or if the disease histologically transforms to an aggressive type such as diffuse large B-cell lymphoma, 30 to 40% of follicular lymphoma transform to an aggressive histology. Initial therapy with single-agent immunotherapy such as rituximab is an option for patients with a low tumor burden given its low toxicity profile and good response rate. Rituximab is a chimeric monoclonal antibody, human-mouse hybrid, directed against CD20 antigen, expressed by nearly all lymphomas of B-cell origin. The median response duration is approximately 9 to 12 months. The best response to rituximab for patients with relapsed or refractory disease occur with the follicular subtype. Rituximab may also be used as maintenance therapy given at standard intervals following treatments with either rituximab alone or rituximab in combination with chemotherapy. Option 4. Chemotherapy. Rituximab is often used in combination with chemotherapy as it has been shown to prolong progression-free survival and at times even overall survival in randomized studies. Commonly used regimens for indolent lymphomas include rituximab bendamastin and RCHOP, which is rituximab, cyclophosphamide, toxorubicin, vincristine, and prednisone. Option 5 Radio labeled monoclonal antibodies. Treatment with monoclonal anti CD20 antibodies tagged to isotopes such as tocitumomab, ibritumomab with uterum 90. Is another option. These agents have shown to produce overall responses of 60 to 80 percent with chemotherapy relapsed or refractory indolent lymphomas. Associated toxicities include myelosuppression with nadirs occurring six to eight weeks after therapy, myelodysplastic syndrome, secondary acute myeloid leukemia, and hypothyroidism if tocitumumab is used. Option 6, stem cell transplantation. This approach is rarely used in the initial treatment of indolent non-Hodgkin's lymphoma because it is associated with toxic morbidity and mortality relative to other modalities described above, especially with allotransplants. High-dose chemotherapy with stem cell transplantation is generally reserved for patients with poor prognosis. There is short remission, transformation to an aggressive lymphoma, an integral part of the natural history of follicular lymphoma is progression to a more aggressive histologic subtype such as diffuse B-cell lymphoma. Treatment usually involves high-dose chemotherapy followed by autologous hemopoietic cell transplantation.
Marginal zone lymphomas. Marginal zone lymphomas are thought to originate from malignant transformation of lymphocytes from the marginal zone of the spleen or lymph nodes. Subtypes include mucosa associated lymphoid tissue, malt lymphoma, nodal marginal zone lymphoma, and primary splenic marginal zone lymphoma. Malt lymphomas can affect various organs, including the GI tract, lungs, salivary glands, kidney, and prostate. Many patients have an associated autoimmune disease such as Sjogren's disease syndrome or Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Unlike other indolent non-Hodgkin lymphoma, most patients with marginal zone lymphoma present with stage 1 or 2 disease. Although dissemination occurs in more than a third of patients in some point in the disease course, malt of the stomach is the only indolent lymphoma that may be curable with antibiotics. If mold lymphoma is associated with Helicobacter pylori, infection of the stomach, eradication of the infection with the antibody cocktail that is omeprazole, metronidazole and clethromycin results in frequent and complete remission. Nodal marginal zone lymphomas represent the nodal counterpart of mold lymphomas. Patients with this disease are generally treated with the same regimens used for follicular non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Splenic marginal zone lymphoma typically have peripheral blood and bone marrow involvement and can cause massive enlargement of the spleen, but lymph nodes are generally normal or slightly enlarged. In some cases, circulating malignant lymphocytes have distinct histologic appearance with villous cytoplasmic projections. Splenectomy often results in prolonged clinical remission with correction of cytopenias with improvement of splenic pain. Single agent rituximab Fluidarabine and combination chemotherapy are also effective temporizing measures. Chronic lymphocytic leukemia or small cell lymphocytic lymphoma. Chronic lymphocytic leukemia is the most common leukemia in Western countries, affecting 20 in 100,000 persons older than the age of 60 years of age. The diagnosis is often incidental on routine blood screening, and patients frequently have no symptoms. Chronic lymphocytic leukemia is suspected when there is a monoclonal lymphocytosis in the blood that is absolute lymphocyte count of at least 10,000 per microliter and smart cells on the peripheral blood smear. The majority of CLL cases are of B-cell lineage. The prognosis depends on the stage of disease, the RAI, RAI clinical staging system is often used in the staging of CLL. Stage 0 is lymphocytosis only that is in the blood and marrow and median survival is 12 years. Stage 1 is lymphocytosis plus enlarged lymph nodes median survival is 9 years. Stage 2 lymphocytosis plus enlarged spleen and or liver with or without enlargement of nodes median survival is 7 years. Stage 3 Lymphocytosis plus anemia, that is hemoglobin less than uh, 10 grams per deciliter with or without enlarged lymph nodes, spleen or liver. Median survival is 1 to 2 years. In stage 4, lymphocytosis plus thrombocytopenia, platelets less than 100 <clears throat> into 10 to power 9 per microliter with or without anemia and or enlarged spleen or liver and the mean survival is 1 to 2 years.
The tissue counterpart of CLL is small lymphocytic lymphoma. As with other indolent lymphomas, CLL is rarely curable and can be observed without initial treatment. When patients do become symptomatic, example B symptoms, pronounced fatigue, organomegaly, lymphadenopathy or recurrent infections, there are several initial therapeutic options. These include fluidarabine, a purine analog, alkylating agents, example chlorambucil, bendamustine, monochromal antibodies, rituximab, alimutuzumab, or a combination of these agents. Most patients have not been directly compared. Similar to indolent lymphoma, response rates improve when rituximab is combined with the initial chemotherapy. A choice be between these therapies is based upon patient characteristics and goals of therapy. Median overall survival with each of these regimens is approximately 5 years. For relapsed disease, treatment may not be necessary until the patient becomes symptomatic again. A clinical trial should be considered upon relapsed and or refracted disease. In general, patients who have long first remissions can be retreated with the same agents as used previously. Allergenic hemopoietic cell transplantation for refractory CLL has been shown to have substantial non-relapse mortality but prolonged disease-free survival. Given that the median age at diagnosis of CLL is older than 60, transplantation using high-dose preparative regimens for this disease have been limited to a minority of patients. Similar to follicular lymphoma, CLL or SLL can transform to a more aggressive histology such as diffuse large B-cell lymphoma called Richter transformation. This manifests clinically with fever, rapid enlargement of previously stable nodal disease and a rising LDH. Hericell leukemia is a rare indolent non-Hodgkin lymphoma of B-cell origin with components of both lymphoma and leukemia. It can occur in older persons with a strong male predominance. Patients often present with splenomegaly and complications of cytopenias, example infections and fatigue. The peripheral smear can show characteristic hairy or filamentous cytoplasmic projections on lymphocyte cell surfaces. Treatment is indicated in the setting of massive progressive splenomegaly, worsening cytopenias, recurrent infection, more than 20,000 hair cells per cubic millimeter of peripheral blood or bulky lymphadenopathy. The disorder responds well to chemotherapy and remissions can be prolonged. Purine analogs such as cladribine is used. Cladribine can achieve response rates for over 80% of patients with a complete remission rate of 65% to 80%. Waldenstrom macroglobulinemia or lymphoplasmocytic lymphoma is a rare indolent B-cell lymphoma characterized by clonal expansion of lymphocytes with plasma cell properties that produce monoclonal IgM. Patients may experience symptoms related to infiltration of hemopoietic tissues, example cytopenias, lymphadenopathy, organomegaly, and or symptoms related to IgM monoclonal protein in the blood, example hyperviscosity and peripheral neuropathy. Hyperviscosity may manifest as headaches, dizziness, and or visual disturbances. Acute hyperviscosity syndrome should be treated with urgent plasmapheresis. Mean 
survival in these diseases is approximately 5 years from the time of diagnosis. As with endolent lymphomas, treatment should be initiated only after symptoms develop. Moderately aggressive incurable non-Hodgkin's lymphomas. A cardinal example of this is mantle cell lymphoma. This B-cell lymphoma has male predominance and a median survival of 4-5 to five years. It usually presents at an advanced stage, often with splenomegaly, circulating lymphoma cells or intestinal involvement. The central nervous system has been noted to be involved in about 20% of the cases, though it's generally a late feature. Mantle cell lymphoma is usually associated with translocation 1114, resulting in overexpression of cyclin D1. Combination chemotherapy is the main treatment modality. Surgery is usually not of benefit but may be of value in certain circumstances such as bowel obstruction. Radiation therapy is usually reserved for palliative pur purposes. Chemotherapy involves the use of RCHOP, that is rituximab, cyclophosphamide, doxorubicin, vincristine and prednisone. Botizomib is a proteasome inhibitor that was recently approved for treatment of relapsed mantle cell lymphoma based upon a response rate of 33%. For younger patients with high intestinal prognostic index, chemotherapy plus rituximab followed by stem cell transplantation or more aggressive chemotherapy regimens such as hyper-CBAD which includes cyclophosphamide, vincristine, doxorubicin, dexamethasone, cytorabine, methotrexate are often used. Aggressive, potentially curable non-Hodgkin lymphomas. By far, the most common form is diffuse B-cell lymphoma, which accounts for about a third of all cases of non-Hodgkin lymphoma. Other types of aggressive non-Hodgkin lymphoma include anaplastic large cell lymphoma and natural killer cell lymphoma. It's more common to diagnose these lymphomas at a lower stage than indolent types. Because of the rapid growth and propensity to invade vital organs, staging and treatment of these lymphomas should be initiated soon after diagnosis. Certain sites of involvement, example bone marrow, sinuses, testes, pose a higher risk of CNS involvement. The International Prognostic Index identifies risk factors for prognosis and includes age, stage, lactate dehydrogenase, LDH, number of extra lymphatic sites, and performance status. It identifies prognosis based on the number of risk factors. The risk scores for the International Prognostic Index includes one point given for each of the characteristics present in the patient for a total score ranging from 0 to 5. One is given to each of the following age greater than 60, serum LDH concentration above normal, ECOG performance status equal to or greater than 2, Ann Arbor stage 3 or 4, number of extranodal disease sites greater than 1. Outcomes of aggressive non-Hodgkin's lymphoma according to the International Prognostic Index or IPI scores is when the IPI scores 0 to 1, 87% expected complete remission rate, predicted 2-year survival is 84%, and predicted 5-year survival is 73%. The IPI is 2. The expected complete remission rate is 67%. The predicted 2-year survival is 66%. 
and the predicted five-year survival rate is 51%. In the IPI risk score is three. The expected complete remission rate is about half, 55%. The predicted two-year survival is about 54%, and the predicted five-year survival rate is 43%. In the IPI index score is four to five, the expected complete remission rate is 44. The predicted two-year survival rate is 34%, and the predicted five-year survival rate is 26%. Chemotherapy can be curative for aggressive non-Hodgkin lymphoma. Rutiximab plus CHOP, R-CHOP, is used for CD20 positive disease. Patients with low-stage disease and no other adverse factors have good prognosis with the likelihood of cure exceeding 80% for patients with stage 1 disease. The usual recommended treatment for patients with localized disease is RCHOP for 3 cycles, followed by loco regional radiation therapy. For patients with bulky stage 2, 3 or 4 disease, 6 to 8 cycles of RCHOP is used. Elderly patients have a poorer prognosis overall, partially because they are less likely to tolerate intensive treatments. Upfront high-dose chemotherapy followed by stem cell transplantation is not routinely used outside of a clinical trial even in poor risk patients. However, autologous stem cell transplantation with high-dose chemotherapy is often used in the setting of relapsed or refractory disease. Highly aggressive, potentially curable non-Hodgkin lymphoma. These include Burkitt lymphoma and lymphoblastic lymphoma. Burkitt lymphoma has a mature B-cell immunotype and a histologic appearance of diffuse infiltration with a starry sky pattern of macrophages, phagocytosizing apoptotic tumor cells. All cases of classic Burkitt lymphoma have a translocation of the CMYC genes, that is CMYC oncogene, that is most commonly associated with translocation from 8 to 14. Burkitt lymphoma, one of the most common types of lymphoma occurring in patients with AIDS, Treatment usually involves intensive therapy with regimens such as R-hyper-CVAD or Codox-M-IVAC, that is cyclophosphamide, vincristine, doxorubicin, and methotrexate, alternating with ephosphamide, etoposide, and hydocytarabine. Bucket lymphomas are characterized by a rapid growth rate, and treatment may be associated with a potentially fatal tumor lysis syndrome renal failure, hyperuricemia, and hyperkalemia. Biochemical abnormality should be corrected rapidly before treatment, and patients should receive prophylactic xanthine oxidase inhibitors and hydration. T-cell non-Hodgkin lymphomas. Non-Hodgkin lymphomas of the T-cell lineage are classified in a similar fashion to the B-cell non-Hodgkin lymphoma that is indolent and aggressive. Cutaneous T-cell lymphoma are considered indolent T-cell malignancies and include mycosis fungoides and Caesare syndrome. They typically present with plaque-like lesions and can be treated with ultraviolet radiation therapy and various topicals such as nitrogen mustard, retinoids, and corticosteroids. In some cases, the disease can progress to invade lymph nodes or to produce tumors on the skin in which case the prognosis becomes poorer. Treatment in these stages include chemotherapy, extracorporeal photophoresis, interferon, interleukin-2, 
conjugated to diphtheria toxin or on TAC O N T A K and histone deacetylate inhibitors such as Romidepsin and Vorenostat. As in other indolent lymphomas, the goal of treatment is control rather than cure. The aggressive forms of T-cell non-Hodgkin's lymphoma include anaplastic large cell lymphoma, angioimmunoblastic T-cell lymphoma, extranodal natural killer T-cell lymphoma, and hepatosplenic T-cell lymphomas. In general, the treatment for aggressive T-cell lymphoma is CHOP. Newer agents such as pralatrexate and antifolate analog can be used for some types of relapsed or refractory T-cell lymphomas. Lymphomas and immunosuppression, immunodeficient states, whether congenital or acquired, can place a patient at increased risk for lymphoma. In adults, the two most common immunodeficient states are HIV, AIDS, and iatrogenic immunosuppression after solid organ transplant. Lymphoma and HIV, the majority of HIV assorted lymphomas are aggressive non-Hodgkin's lymphoma with diffuse large cell lymphoma 75% and Burkitt's lymphoma 25% predominating. Antiretroviral therapy seems to have reduced the incidence of lymphoma seen in patients with CD4 counts less than 50, but Burkitt's seen in patients with higher CD4 counts is increasing in incidence. Primary CNS lymphoma, diffused large B-cell lymphoma limited to the CNS, is universally associated with EBV virus. Primary effusion lymphoma, PEL, usually presents in HIV-positive patients as ascites, a plural effusion, and is associated with herpes virus 8. Patients with HIV are also at increased risk for Hodgkin's disease, and control of the infection has not altered this risk. Patients with HIV-associated Hodgkin's disease present more often with extranodal disease and with B symptoms. Treatment is similar to that given to patients without HIV, except rituximab may not show benefit in HIV-positive patients with diffuse large B-cell lymphoma and CD4 counts less than 50 due to increased risk of death from infection. Also, highly active antiretroviral therapy, HAART, is started or modified if already begun to control the HIV infection and to allow for administration of chemotherapy and or radiation therapy. Lymphoma in post-transplant patients. Post-transplant lymphoproliferative disorders, PTLD, occur in approximately 5% of patients with solid organ transplants and is often of B-cell origin. Over 90% of early lymphomas are EBV positive. The risk of lymphoma is highest in the first year after transplant. Management of post-transplant lymphoproliferative disorder has varied significantly according to the subtype and the type of transplant as well as from institution to institution. Treatment can vary from lowering the degree of immunosuppression in order to allow anti-EBV immunity to attack the lymphoma cells to administering chemotherapy. Plasma cell disorders. First, multiple myeloma. Multiple myeloma is a neoplasm of B-cell origin that results in a clonal expansion of plasma cells. These cells produce a monoclonal or M component which may consist of intact immunoglobulin or fragments of heavy or light chains. Any 
immunoglobulin class IgG, IgA, IgD, IgE or IgM may appear as the M component. IgM plasma cell disorders are referred to as Waldenstrom macroglobulinemia. These spiroproteins together with the cells producing them cause many clinical problems. Bone pain is the most common symptom, often localized to the spinal ribs. Frequent infections result from diffuse hypoglobulinemia. While total immunoglobulin levels are elevated, normal immunoglobulin production is suppressed. Renal failure can result by way of a multitude of mechanisms including hypercalcemia, amyloid deposition, tubular obstruction and direct toxic effects of the paraproteins. Tumor cell invasion of bone releases osteoclast activating factor OAF creating punched out lytic lesions that are seen on plain radiographs. These lesions are not seen on bone scan because there is no associated new bone formation. Pathologic fractures are common. Patients with multiple myeloma must be distinguished from asymptomatic or smoldering multiple myeloma because patients with multiple myeloma require therapy. The following three criteria must be met for the diagnosis of symptomatic multiple myeloma. One, bone marrow plasmocytosis greater than 10%. Two, CRAB, the acronym stands for hypercalcemia, renal failure, not attributable to another cause, anemia and bony lesions. I repeat, hypercalcemia, renal failure, anemia and bony lesions is the acronym CRAB. Third criteria, serum or urine M component by electrophoresis of either the serum or urine. No specific level of M protein is used as a cutoff value since about 40% of the patients with symptomatic multiple myeloma will have an M protein of less than 3 grams per deciliter. A rule A formation may be seen in the peripheral smear. Of note, the plasmocytoma variant may not have an M component. Treatment for asymptomatic or smoldering multiple myeloma is observation alone. While treatment is initiated immediately for multiple myeloma. The most effective therapy for multiple myeloma involves the use of bortezomib or lenalidomide based therapy. High dose chemotherapy with autologous stem cell transplant is then used for remission prolongation. Plasmocytomas are treated with local radiation. Monoclonal gammopathy of uncertain significance, MGUS. Multiple myeloma must be distinguished from the vastly more common MGUS, an asymptomatic pre-malignant clonal plasma cell or lymphoplasmocytic proliferative disorder. MGUS is seen in 3% of patients older than 50 years of age and 10% of patients older than 75. Criteria for diagnosis of MGUS are bone marrow clonal plasma cells less than 10%, serum M protein less than 3 grams per deciliter and no related end organ damage including no bony lesions. Any immunoglobulin subtype may be seen IgA, M, D or E. Urinary light chains are absent. There is no increased risk of infection, renal failure or anemia. Depending upon the level of M protein, type of immunoglobulin and the serum free light chain ratio some will progress to multiple myeloma at a rate of approximately 1% per year. There is no role for preemptive therapy with MGUS. 
multiple choice question which type of non-Hodgkin lymphoma has the highest cure rate a diffuse large b-cell lymphoma b follicular lymphoma c mantle cell lymphoma d marginal zone lymphoma e chronic lymphocytic leukemia or small lymphocytic leukemia and the answer is a the high-grade lymphomas have a high cure rate than those of low-grade. Chemotherapy can be curative for aggressive non-Hodgkin's lymphomas. This podcast is derived from an outstanding chapter on lymphadenopathy and lymph- lymphoid malignancies authored by Dr. Makiko Ben-Hofen, MD, who is clinical assistant professor at University of Rochester Medical Center's Belmont Cancer Center in Rochester, New York, and Dr. Jonathan Friedberg, MD, who is a professor of medicine and director of the James P. Wilmot Cancer Center at the University of Rochester, Rochester, New York. This outstanding chapter is in Baliga's textbook of internal medicine, available at www.mastermedfacts.com.